Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Nathan Vanderford, Assistant Professor in the Department of Toxicology and Cancer Biology at the University of Kentucky. Nathan is also the Director of the Appalachian Career Training in Oncology Program and an Assistant Director for Research at the Marquis Cancer Center. Welcome, Nathan. Thank you, Jennifer. It's always great to be here. So I'm thrilled to have you back today, Nathan, for one of our cancer conversations. And today you're going to tell us about a program that you are working on in the school system that's really kind of focused on cancer in the Commonwealth. And I'm excited to learn more about this project and the potential outcomes that it has for the state of Kentucky. But could we get started with just you telling us a little bit about the program? Absolutely. Well, as we've discussed here before, Kentucky has a very unique cancer problem. We rank first in the nation in overall cancer incidence and mortality rates. So there's no other state in the U.S. that has a worse cancer problem than does Kentucky. And then what's worse is that those rates are highest in in the eastern Kentucky Appalachian region of the state. So we, you know, this has been recognized for a, a good while. And so we developed this Appalachian Career Training and Oncology Program to to help address this issue as sort of a long-term strategy. Uh, and as we've discussed before, we, we work directly with students on uh, getting them involved in cancer research and education activities, but the program also does a lot of outreach. And so one of the opportunities we had was to be able to go into schools and talk to students in schools about cancer and cancer in Kentucky and how, you know, why cancer is and, and how bad it is in Kentucky. So in doing that, we we thought, you know, there's an opportunity here to do a little bit more research into this area to better understand what students in Kentucky, Appalachian Kentucky, know about cancer uh, and how how we can really change that understanding through our work in schools. So we put together an intervention that has a pre and post test. Uh, and then we go in and provide this information to students and and we can show that uh, or we've had we have shown in a number of schools now that students middle and high school students they don't know that much about cancer and then you know once we go in and and teach them about cancer the post test indicates that that we can greatly increase significantly increase their understanding of cancer and then our, you know, we've done work to show that students can retain this over some period of time. And I think we, you know, we might get into more about the outcomes, but this has great benefits of or potential to in the long term reduce cancer in the Commonwealth because the more people know about the disease and know about risk factors, the more they can modify their behaviors and reduce risk and uh, choose healthy behaviors over non-healthy and and ultimately lower cancer risk. And, 
you know, if you just take tobacco use as an example, if we can get students not to use tobacco, then that would have a huge reduction in cancer rates across uh, the Commonwealth, wealth, particularly in Appalachia. And Nathan, as I'm listening to you talk, one of the things that I think exciting about this program because you talked about the level of cancer knowledge and understanding that students have, but, you know, for adults as well, there's no doubt there's a knowledge gap there, but this provides an opportunity for the student to learn and take that information home to their parents, which is something for those of us within Cooperative Extension that that's a model that we've utilized from the from the very beginning in terms of extension work. And as you're talking about the curriculum and the school program, could you give us just a, a quick sampling of topics that might be covered in that curriculum? Absolutely. Well, before I do that, let me let me touch on the point that you just mentioned, because in our evaluation, we, we asked students about this very issue. So whether or not they're motivated to share this information, they learn with friends and family. And we've learned that they they are pretty highly motivated to do so. Like you said, that's that's a great model for potentially, you know, these youth serving as change agents in their communities and their families around cancer risk factors and modifiable behaviors. So, you know, we'd love to do more work to see how impactful that is. And and we can, you know, do that in the long term. We're not quite there yet. And we'd also like to use this model, you know, with adults. And we just haven't had quite a, a chance to do that yet either. And now after saying that, I forgot your question. Oh, oh the topic. Well, that's okay, because I'm going to add to it, because just as I was listening to you talk, I was thinking about, I know that my kids, they they love to come home with knowledge that they think that mom and dad do not know and, and share that, because it gives them the opportunity to, to be the teacher to us. So I do think it is it is a really neat model. Um, my question was, if you could just give us a quick overview or sampling of some of the topics that are included in the curriculum. Absolutely. So we talk a little bit about the very basics of cancer, you know, what cancer is, you know, at a, at a level that's appropriate to middle and high school students. You know, we talk about risk factors, why those risk factors cause cancer in terms of causing mutations that, you know, lead to cells growing uncontrollably and leading to tumor formation. We talk a little bit about cancer from a healthcare standpoint in terms of you know, what it means to have cancer as a person and be diagnosed with cancer. We get into the the risk factors, as I said, particularly as they relate to Kentucky, you know, the, the high tobacco use and sun exposure and, you know, low access to healthcare and, and low healthcare engagement, those kinds of things. I see, we talk about uh, the cancer statistics, particularly in Kentucky. So it, most people, I think, don't know that Kentucky ranks number one in cancer incidence mortality, and they don't it's know. It's a shocking statistic. It really is. Yeah, and, and they don't know that Appalachia has the highest rates, and that really resonates with students. I mean, particularly if you're deep in Appalachia, you know, you know, in Letcher County or in Harlan or somewhere, and you say that, and students are like, wow, that's amazing. We didn't know that. But then they start to think, and they're like, wow, you know, I know a lot of people with cancer. So it starts to really resonate with them. And then we also touch on cancer research, and we talk a little bit about the different types of cancer research, um, you know, from very basic laboratory research through clinical research and research with the population, so behavioral science types of research. 
And then we kind of end with a call to action in terms of the need for more young people to get into cancer-related fields. So we need more cancer researchers. We need more clinicians, and particularly those who come from this area. We need people from the area to go and get trained and then go back and serve those communities. We need it because there's a shortage, and we also need it because people in rural areas and people from different ethnicities, racial groups, cultural groups, population groups, they respond best to people who are like them, um, to their own people. So we need people from Appalachia to go and be providers because a person from Letcher County is going to respond best to a doctor who was born and raised in Letcher County because they know all the issues there. Uh, They know all the nuances of, of health behaviors. So we try to motivate the students to think about that as sort of an ending. Nathan, as you've been talking, you've mentioned several goals of the program in including uh, changing behaviors, decreasing risky behaviors, which would uh, most likely decrease the incident rate of cancer, uh, the need for screening, et cetera. I know you've had the opportunity to pilot this program several times. Could you share a little bit about the outcomes from actually being able to offer the program? Yeah, so in terms of of collecting data and analyzing it, we've done this in 11 schools all across Appalachia, a couple schools in central Kentucky, and we can show that cancer knowledge levels on our tests that we developed are quite low. So they're in the 50% range uh, on the pretest. And so you can just imagine, you know, taking a test and getting a 50%. Right. That's an that's an F. So that's not very good. You're failing. You're failing. On the post-test, these scores jump up to, you know, high 70s, low 80s. So then we're talking, you know, high C, low B, which is a pretty significant increase. You know, about a 30 percentile change is really significant. And the data are very significant. So and then on all of our questions we ask uh, so far every time we've done this. So not only does the overall test scores increase, but the scores on every test question increase. So students are really paying attention uh, and they're learning, I think, a lot. And we've also now checked longer-term retention. And uh, after three months, students still retain this knowledge to a significantly different level than um, at the pretest. And then Kind of lastly, I'll talk about this idea of sharing this information with others. We asked that question and students are highly motivated to do so, which is fantastic in terms of students being change agents in their families and communities. And so now, you know, one of the next steps would be to try to, to see, one, whether or not students are either maintaining good behaviors or healthy behaviors, I should say or changing behaviors that might put them at risk. So, you know, heaven forbid, if any of them had started using tobacco, does this information motivate them to not do that anymore? Right. We'd like to do that. We'd also like to see, you know, if if anything happens at the family dynamic level, you know, if, if these students do go out and share this information, how does that influence a family member? Excellent. So you mentioned next steps for the students and how you would like to follow up. Um, What about next steps for the curriculum in the program? What will you do next with this product? Yeah, that's a great question. So 
this all this work motivated us well well the work with the students but also talking with the teachers when we were able to pre-covid go to these schools and do this in in person um and the teachers are very happy to have us there and to do this but you know we were very interested in understanding well can you do this with your students can you provide this information and some of the feedback that we got from teachers was they don't have they don't have time to develop this information. They're worried about you know teaching to the academic standards that they have to teach because that's what students are going to be tested on. So they were concerned about you know this kind of material while fantastic sort of extracurricular information, not really responsive to the standards. So so we've done some work in this area now. We've we have a, a peer reviewed paper that we're going to submit to a journal here and the matter of days around surveys we've done with teachers to collect that information. And we use that now we've developed a three-part cancer curriculum. So we expanded the original intervention that we've done. Uh, and we focus on, on basics of cancer, cancer disparities, cancer risk factors, and cancer treatment. And we all, we have that really focused on issues in Kentucky. So kind of culturally relevant to Kentucky. And we've mapped that curriculum to the academic standards. So we have them, the curricula now is responsive to Kentucky and national science and, ed- and engineering standards and health education standards. So we've done that. The curriculum is ready to go. So the next step is to try to disseminate it and implement it in schools. And so we're soon going to be ready to have it available for teachers and we hope teachers will pick it up and run with it. But we also realize that there might need to be some level of teacher training on the lessons. And so we're going to think about gearing up to provide some training, too, for teachers who are interested. We also have lesson plans and we have some evaluation questions pre-populated that teachers can use with their students as well. Nathan, if a teacher or educator is listening and they would be interested in the curriculum, is it ready for them to reach out or is there a next step for them to be able to reach out to be able to utilize the curriculum in their classroom? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we're not quite ready to do uh, some real good evaluation around it, but the curriculum is developed. It's ready to use if a teacher is really interested in using it we can get together and be ready for the evaluation sooner than we were going to anyways. But yes, I mean, if someone's interested, we, the lessons are developed. So we we're ready to get them out to teacher's hands and would love to do so. And particularly it would be nice to maybe pilot it a couple times to see if we need to do any revisions before it's disseminated further. That would be a great opportunity. So Nathan, for our listeners, if they are interested, we will put contact information in the show notes so that they know how to follow up. And as we wrap up today, I'd also want to ask the question, I know particularly for your research interests that you have a focus in Appalachia, is the use of the curriculum limited to Appalachia or would it be open statewide? Well, so far it's really tailored to Appalachian issues. I mean, we have a lot of statistics in there about Kentucky, but it would be easily adaptable to pull some of that out, some of the Appalachian focus out and make it, you know, applicable for the entire state. So I think that would be a pretty minor change. And, you know, it's one that we can make this 
material available and, you know, teachers could do that on their own or we can certainly do it as well. It, it, it would take minor effort to make those changes, I think. Nathan, thank you so much for visiting with us today. It's always a pleasure to have you and to to learn new information, especially around cancer in Kentucky and how we can work towards taking steps towards prevention. Well, thank you very much. It's it's always great to be here and and happy to share uh, our work. Thank you for listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu. Building strong families, Building Kentucky. It starts with us.